Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 921, air date March 29th, 2021. Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadre. We're going to start today on our discussion about a very cool plant called neem. And um, we'll wait for people to log in, but we're going to be talking about neem. And let me just get everyone set up on, on uh, Instagram as people are coming in. Thank you very much. So we're talking about neem today. Let me just get everyone set up here. Hope everyone's doing well. Welcome to VA Shiva. We're going to be talking about neem today. Let's see. Welcome everyone. Let me turn off the lights here. I think I just did a little bit of a new setup. Sometimes I try to change it up a little bit to see how the uh, look is. Yes, neem has a lot of antiseptic properties, exactly. So we're gonna talk about neem today. And, um, and let's see, it is uh, at 7.40. Good to have everyone coming in. Happy Sunday, yes, happy Sunday to you. Not a fan of Dr. Shiva. He's not doing enough to stop the experimental vaccine of COVID given to children. Hmm. I'm not sure what you want me to do. If you want me to stop the vaccines, please let me know what you want me to do. Uh, get all different kinds of people. You're a saint. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome, Dr. Shiva. Best regards from Switzerland. Vegas in the building. Excellent. Hello from North Carolina. Hello from Minnesota. Great to have you. Hello from Florida. Wonderful. Someone says, I love neem. Great. So it looks like a number of you know what neem is. That's good to hear. And I think today we really want to get into really uh, educating people on what is neem. And so I'm going to sort of uh, go right into it, if everyone doesn't mind, as we got people coming in. So let me go right in. I know we got more people joining. So let's see. Okay, I got to do one thing. One second. Okay, good. There we go. I want to make sure our friends on Instagram can also see us well. Let me do a check there. Okay, it looks like I think they're in good shape. I think I got to make it a little bit bigger for them. Let me go over there. Okay. Move all the way over there. Okay, how's that? How's that everyone on Instagram? Is that good enough? I'm happy there. Okay, good. And we got people over here. 
on. All right, I think you guys can see us good. All right, great. So let's just jump right into Neem and uh, let's just talk right about it. So uh, Neem is a very interesting plant, just to let you guys know, you know, when I was growing up, um, it was actually used, believe it or not, the twigs, we used to use it as a toothbrush. And you can see it as amazing um, anti, let me suggest this a little bit. It has a lot of antiseptic properties. So, you know, walking in the morning in the village, you would see a neem uh, tree and you would literally break off a twig, chew the ends of it, you know, peel off the bark. And you would literally use that to, because you can make like a little brush off it from chewing, you would use that to brush your teeth because it has a lot of antibacterial, antifungal, um, antiparasitic properties, as you're going to learn. But you can literally use it as a toothbrush. And recently, I think I saw on some site where you could actually get neem sticks and use that. But it, this was a natural you know, toothbrush. And then you obviously throw it away. Totally biodegradable, not made of plastic, et cetera. So let's just jump right into neem and talk about it. Um, by the way, all of you listening, uh, please take time to go to vashiva.com. I'll come explain more of the two at the end. I want to just jump into Neem today. Uh, typically, I do a long discourse on my background, et cetera. I'll try to sort of sprinkle that in. But if you go to vashiva.com, vashiva.com, and you can find it right here. Uh, vashiva.com is our platform for truth, freedom, and health. Uh, I want to thank all of you who support our platform. Uh, because of your uh, contributions, we've been growing our uh, platform for truth, freedom, and health. Uh, people can contribute here. <clears throat> and obviously, whenever you support us, I want to support you with education. We have a whole bunch of tools for people who give us 100 bucks or more, and I'll come back to this. Um, for people who give 25 or more, you get access to the book and how to see your body as a system, and I'll come back to this um, a little more. But I want to just jump right into Neem today, but you can go to vashiva.com slash join, and you can become a truth, freedom, and health warrior because it's really to educate you that Health is directly connected to our pursuit of freedom. Freedom is connected to our pursuit of truth. Truth gives us new ways to understand our health. And I think ultimately health is wealth. So the more we understand the true nature, how things function, we can uh, take care of our health and well-being. So let's go right back, right back to Neem. Go back to here. Good. People on Instagram look like they're doing good. All right, so I'm just going to go um, uh, uh, right to Neem, and we're going to jump right in to really talk about the background on Neem, you know, where it comes from, all the different properties it has, um, et cetera. So let me go back here. There we go. Okay, so, um, but, you know, Neem has many different properties. We're going to focus, people use it, and by the way, agriculture for keeping away uh, bugs and pests. It's a natural anti pesticide, anti-insecticide, um, but we're going to focus on Neem's capabilities for immune health as a part of our immune health series. So let's jump into this, okay? So first we're going to learn what is Neem, you know, what is Neem exactly, the molecular composition of Neem. Remember, um, what we're talking about here is Neem is not a drug, right? We're going to contrast it with drugs, as you'll see. These, This is a food. It's a, it's a naturally occurring substance in nature. So it's composed of many, many different kinds of compounds. So we're going to review that. Uh, we're going to look at the biological functions um, affected by neem, neem's health benefits. Then we're going to look at the effect on the immune system and then the cl clinical evidence on you know how much neem you may want to take. 
So it's known as a divine tree. You know, if you if you think about it in terms of the translation from the Indian systems of traditional medicine, it's really known as a divine tree from the Indian systems of traditional medicine. And um, it's mainly cultivated in the Indian subcontinent. It's an omnipotent tree, which means it has many, many different medical uses. And it's been used for more than 4,500 years. So, you know, 2,500 years before the birth of Christ. Highly exploited as a medicinal plant. And just like what we talked about Moringai, yesterday we talked about Moringai, it's not just the leaves you use, you use nearly every part of it. And you can see here, it, we use the seeds, the oil, the leaves, the bark, the roots, and it shows an important role in disease prevention. In fact, the US National Academy of Sciences has, has declared neem a tree for solving global problems. And just to, you know, um, a lot of these prestigious organizations, you know, they typically poo-poo natural medicines, right? But it's interesting that the National Academy of Sciences, which is one of the most prestigious, if not the most prestigious science organization in the United States, has deemed neem, the, you know, this a powerful plant, which has many, many medicinal uses for solving global problems, okay? So uh, let's take that in mind from an east-west side. So you can see there's around... 3,295 uh, uh, papers written on neem, not just a little bit, that's quite a bit, uh, 30 clinical trials. And so this goes all the way back, you know, to 1915. It's been researched for over uh, 105 years, 30 clinical trials. And by the way, we'll talk about what a clinical trial is, but at a high level, a clinical trial is where you take something and you test it on human beings. It's not just tested in animals or in a test tube, it's actually tested on humans. So about 30 different clinical trials have um, been done on it. And um, as I share with you, you know, when you look at all those papers, how do we actually handle that? Well, we use a technology that I created called Cytosolve. Now Cytosolve, um, you guys can go check it out, but it's really a platform. It's a technology platform for uh, identifying new molecules faster, cheaper, and safer. So Neem is a way we can identify new molecules faster, cheaper, and safer. From natural products and the uh, problem is that when you look at the way that drugs are produced in the drug development world this is how drugs are actually created so if you look at uh, uh, by the way uh, just to, just to go back if you look at all those papers one of the real important features of cytosol is we can take a lot of papers that exist in the natural uh, uh, scientific world right meaning all the papers in the conventional world and we can figure out how we're gonna extract knowledge out of them. So what we can do here is we can literally take all of those papers, we curate them, that's the first part. So curation means out of all those papers out there, we try to figure out which are the relevant papers, which have actual scientific studies on them. So that's the curation part. And we focus it on, in this case, immune health. So the first step is we find those papers, then from those we extract out the molecular mechanisms, and you'll see what those are shortly. And then we create an architecture out of that. And then we're able to do modeling. Or, and, or, but this entire process is called bioinformatics. And if you look at, contrast this to the way people discover how something is true in the world of pharmaceutical drugs, neem has many, many components as you're gonna realize, but in the area of pharmaceutical drugs, it's typically one compound, right? Or with vaccines, they're trying to have a singular effect or with most, of the pharmaceutical approaches, you're trying to upregulate or cause a particular uh, action in the body related to typically one target, 
The target is called another molecule. So you're trying to send this magic bullet in that'll have an effect on a target and then it'll uh, have some action, right? Very different than food. Food has a multiplicity of actions. It has what's called a synergistic effect throughout the body. But with the drug, um, the pharma guys try to do this, right? They try to take a drug. They'll, let's say, create a test tube of some type of, I don't know, uh, you know, Alzheimer's cells, right? Throw that compound in, see if it removes a plaque. If it does, then they'll test on Alzheimer's monkeys and rats and pigs and hopefully not kill too many of them. And then they go to phase one, phase two, phase three clinical trials. Phase one of small sets of humans. Phase three is lots and lots of humans. And what you can see here is that only 20% make it out of phase one. And this entire drug development process takes 13 years, $5 billion, very expensive, very long. And it, ultimately the things that comes out of here doesn't in fact make it past even the FDA. As you can see here, every year the drug companies are spending more and more and more money on this process. And they're finding less and less new molecular entities are even being allowed or approved by the FDA. So they're spending more money on R&D, less and less are coming out. This is why pharmaceutical companies have a major problem because even their quote unquote scientific process is breaking down. And this is why vaccines offer them a big opportunity because uh, by the way, you can't sue vaccine manufacturers. They don't have to go through that rigorous process. They can go around it because they're considered a biologic and you can't actually sue them, okay? So they have a big opportunity there. That's why the pharmaceutical industry is going down. The vaccine market is going up for them. And this is why, because their entire development process is actually screwed up. Um, now, separate from this, you have to understand the reason this process is so screwed up is because um, I, I, if you study academic research, academic research is not based on understanding the whole, right? You don't try to really understand all of the immune system. It's more like if you consider that elephant there, the whole immune system or Alzheimer's or some large disease, unlike a systems approach, which is what VA Shiva is all about. We're about a systems approach to your health, systems approach to understanding problems in the world, systems approach to understanding politics, but they don't take a systems approach in medicine. They take what's called a reductionist approach, where if you look at the whole problem, you try to take little pieces of it, no different than the blind man with an elephant in front of them and they're touching to find pieces, right? The guy and, the, and they and they, and they frankly end up having not a really good idea of the whole. So the guy who studies, let's say the tail of the elephant, he thinks it's a rope, or the guy who studies the tusk thinks it's a spear. At the end of the day, they don't really get the whole, they get something like this, okay? Which looks nothing like the elephant. And this is at the heart of the pursuit of truth. When we talk about truth, freedom, and health, the pursuit of truth, unfortunately, is based on a reductionist approach. The problem with reductionism, which is the opposite of a systems approach, is that you can manipulate people. You can manipulate truth. You can just look at something small and you can uh, concoct something that looks true for that little piece, but not for the whole, all right? Uh, and so as we're gonna realize soon, when you look at the whole immune system, the focus has only been on antibodies, not about looking at the entire orchestra of the immune system. But anyway, this is called reductionism. So one of the important things is, this is one of the problems with the farmer process here. The other interesting thing that needs to recognize is this reductionist approach is where biology was in 1990s, when they started the genome project, they thought we had 100,000 genes. They knew a worm had only 20,000. But when the genome project ended about 10, 15 years later, it turns out we too only have about 100,000 genes, okay? 
which is quite the irony because the genome project revealed that we have the same number of genes as a worm. And so this led into a field called systems biology saying it's not just the genes which are in the center of the cell, we got to look at all the molecular interactions that occur throughout the cell. And by the way, these are one little molecular interaction. This is just one little piece, you know, molecule A interacting with molecule B and so on, et cetera. But imagine if you could interconnect all of these molecular interactions, um, you could have a holistic understanding of the cell. Now, in 2003, when I returned back to MIT, these little molecular interactions were starting to become mathematical models. What do I mean by that? If you take chemical, if, if you take sodium chloride, sodium plus chloride gives sodium chloride. That's a chemical reaction. Na, sodium, plus Cl, chlorine gives sodium chloride. That's called a chemical reaction. So if you think about the entire body at any point in time, is a bunch of chemical reactions occurring, you know, trillions and trillions of chemical reactions occurring in real time. If you could mathematically model that, this is the idea, Imagine what you could do. You could know the state of your body. You could say, oh, what happens when I take neem? What happens when I take turmeric? What happens when I eat garlic? You could start understanding the chemistry of your body. So in 2003, that was the idea. Could we understand, you know, what is going on with the body without having to kill animals? Because if we could do this, we could solve a major problem, which is we could literally understand how combinations of medicines work within the body. So this was seen as an impossible problem. And that's what I ended up creating for my PhD work. I created a technology called Cytosol. Cytosol said, look, if this blue circle represents a cell, let's break it up into a bunch of these pathways, model them independently and connect them together. Because up until the development of Cytosol, people only were able to do small mathematical models. With this approach I came up with, which is a distributed engineering systems approach, we could do large scale modeling of molecular pathways. And that's what I created. Very much like the invention of email, Cytosol was a systems way of looking at a large scale system. So just, you know, so by the way, think about it, when we build an airplane, we don't just go into testing, we mine all the literature, we understand the dynamics of the wing, we mathematically model it long before we even go to the wind tunnel. And that's what Cytosol allows us to do. Cytosol allows us to not only handle a single compound, but many compounds on the computer. So we can do what I call in silico. In vitro means in a test tube. In vivo means in, a, in an animal, right? Um, clinical means in human beings typically. But in silico, like silicon means I'm, I can create a mathematical equivalent of the biomolecular phenomenon on the computer and I could mathematically model it. So I call that in silico. So in silico, so we could test different compounds by mining the literature, by organizing the knowledge and testing. This is, so this is a revolutionary breakthrough of Cytosol, okay? So using Cytosol, what we're able to do now is we're able to mathematically model large scale molecular mechanisms. And I've created Cytosol. Um, so Cytosol is, is a mathematical modeling company right? We take mathematical models and we can organize them and we can test things on the computer and leapfrog the way, you know, around killing animals. So that's what Cytosol does. And a, one of the powerful things about Cytosol, and by the way, we have a whole ecosystem. We work with research communities. We really help figure out what's going on using the computer. Now, 
Um, why is this important? Well, one of the areas I've been very interested in is integrating Eastern and Western medicine. And the important thing to understand is in Eastern medicine, there's a whole language which I've talked about that they have to understand your body as a system. Very different than Western medicine. But nonetheless, in 2007, I was able to make a breakthrough, interconnect those. But, you know, I grew up in a village in India where my grandmother would mix these concoctions together. And if you asked her how you came up with that, you know, she would give a understanding or an explanation which most people couldn't understand. So I wanted to see if I could bridge these worlds. So if you let me give you an example of how Cytosol can bridge those East and West worlds. So think about the guy mixing stuff in his mortar and pestle. And imagine he's mixing turmeric, which is an herb, which active ingredient is curcumin. So with cytosol, this outer circle represents a cell wall. The inner circle represents a nuclear wall. And we're able to interconnect all the different chemical reactions that are involved, let's say, in inflammation. So there's around 5,700 papers written on curcumin. We're able to suck all those in, extract out the molecular pathways, and really understand relative to the function of inflammation, how does curcumin work, okay? So here what you're seeing is all the different biomolecular reactions of curcumin, and the red lines show where curcumin intersects and stops some inflammatory response. Same thing with resveratrol, those are the blue lines. But one of the cool things we can do with cytosol is understand synergy. So let's say I wanna find out if I take curcumin and I take resveratrol together, let's say you find that in a pill, Today, if you go to these supplement companies and you say, hey, how did you decide to put X of curcumin and Y of resveratrol? And what you'll find is typically 99% of these supplement companies, they have one guy who's called a, a uh, formulator and he's reading a few papers, right? And he's, and you know, he's sort of figuring things out. There's really no bottoms up scientific understanding. But with Cytosol, what we're able to do, as I'm gonna share with you in this example, is we can get very, very uh, mathematical, a little more precise. So here's curcumin and resveratrol, and I can literally use these chemical equations or chemical dynamics to literally do a combination therapy, mathematical analysis. So there are three, four columns in this table. The first column is the experiment number. Next column right here is the amount of curcumin I'm giving. Next column here is the amount of resveratrol. And the third, fourth column is the, a biomarker or an indicator of inflammation. So the lower the number is, less inflammation. The higher the number is, which means you have inflammation. So if you look at the first row, no curcumin, no resveratrol, I have a high amount of inflammation, 0.15. I just give curcumin and the inflammation drops from 0.15 to 0.05. I just give resveratrol right here, experiment three, and it goes from 0.15 to 0.06, okay? But here's the power. Watch what happens in the fourth experiment. I just give a little bit of curcumin, you know, nearly 40% less, 60% less resveratrol, three and two units, you know, total of five still, but look at the inflammation drops by another 50%, okay? So just look at this and absorb this for a second, what I'm sharing with you here. What I'm showing you with here is something quite profound. It's called the synergistic principle in systems. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. So you would think if I put two and three, you know, it should go maybe a little bit between, you know, maybe five and six or a little bit less than 0.15, right? Right, because 
If you go back to this, look, look at this here, right? When you gave five, it went down 0.1 to 0.05. And when you gave six, I mean, five units of resveratrol went from 0.15 to 0.06. So you'd probably say, well, I'm giving a little bit of list. It's probably gonna be higher than this, right? What's not the truth? The truth is that nature actually um, works what's called non-linearly. Very important principle. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. So when you do the right combinations, even though you're giving less dosages, you have what's called a synergistic effect. Okay, so just absorb that for a second because a con this concept occurs in many areas in nature. In fact, in the course I teach, which is called the Foundations of Systems course, I'll be teaching it tomorrow evening, seven to nine. It is the science of really everything. Once you understand systems, you can understand, you can apply systems to your body, you can apply it to you know, systems around us, the healthcare system, you could apply it to politics. But one of the important things is the principle of synergy. And I'll come back to this, okay? Now, what I wanna let you know is that when we talk about neem, neem has many chemicals. And over the last 16 years, you know, during the first um, 2003 to 2007, I created the technology Cytosol. It was a very new technology. No one believed it would even work right? Because we're saying that we can really use a computer to do very complex modeling. Then between 2007 to 2014, we did more research. We validated Cytosol's use in many, many different applications. During 2014 to around, you know, 2019, we had many corporations who produced supplements and we helped them figure out the combinations. But over the last two years, over those, or the, over the last 16 years, we've built many, many mathematical models. Um, we have a whole inventory of them. We started saying, hey, could we create our own product without waiting for the big guys that could literally figure out the best combinations of ingredients, go through all the different computations for let's say pain and inflammation. And that resulted in the creation of a very powerful new um, uh, combination, which we have put into a, a product called MV25. It's our first VA Shiva product to support the truth, freedom and health movement, MV25, momentum to move. Um, again, you can see it's a systems biology approach and involves a combination of ingredients and it's cytosol optimized. And what does that mean? As you can see, the back of the label here, it says this was formulated using a systems biology approach. And the technology here comes out of the invention I created for my PhD research. And in fact, this formulation results from us analyzing thousands of peer-reviewed papers over nearly 40 years, um, research that was done in 68 research institutions. And we computed not a single, not two, but trillions, literally trillions of potential biomolecular interactions to find an optimal synergy of compounds that downregulate the biomarkers of discomfort and swelling. And when we say cytosol optimized, what does that mean? That means that this formula has been optimized to maximize the benefits and bioavailability. But more importantly, as the science advances, so will this formulation. This is very important to remember from a standpoint of, look, science is not done. It's constantly moving forward. So for example, if you look at Newton's you know, laws of gravity, F equals MA or F equals mass times, um, mass times, in, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, F equals G, which is a gravitational constant, times the mass of one 
object times the mass of the other object divided by r squared, that gives a force between two objects. Well, that's Newton's law of gravity. Well, that has stood the test of time, or F equals ma, right? Now, but we all thought that was it, right? But then Einstein discovered that when things move, a mass moves the speed of light, you have to make a correction. The point is, science is constantly changing. It's getting more refined. So as we get more and more science, this formulation will also improve. But we're very excited because now we're not only doing the research, we're not only doing the formulation, but we're actually creating our own product. And this product is really in the spirit of our movement for truth, freedom, and health. So I hope you guys uh, order it. You can start pre-ordering. It's, it's clean certified um, and it supports our movement. And by the way, you can go to vashiva.com and along the top, there's a button called shop. And if you go to the shop area, um, you can find it, MV25, and there you go. So anyway, I hope you guys understand that the technology platform that we use to really unravel any of the ingredients that we look at relative to a particular product takes a systems approach. And I'll come back to this because um, the systems approach that we take to understand the body, the systems approach we take to understand how an ingredient affects the body. By the way, an ingredient itself, it's going to sound weird. It too is a system. Okay. Everything is a system. So neem itself is a system. So let's look at neem. And by the way, you can go, you can go uh, uh, and learn more about MV25. If you have any questions, let me know. So neem. So what is neem? Okay. What is neem composed of? Well, neem is composed of more than 140 different compounds. 140. You know, when we talked about Morunga yesterday, about 100 compounds. And again, remember the National Academy of Sciences said this is one of the most important ingredients. Um, and, and from different parts of the neem tree, most of the medicinal benefits are derived from two groups of um, compounds, okay? Of these, of the isoprenoids, the di and the triterpenoids, the non-isoprenoids, the phenolic compounds, and the glycoprotein. So there's at two, and, and the two sets are, so there's 15 active compounds with medicinal uh, benefits found in neem. And you can see these, I'm not gonna go through all of them, but you can see them. And you can see they have very, very different looking structures all the way to, to acetyractin. You can see this very complex structure here um, to a much more simpler structure like gallic acid here. C double bond OH, that's typically an acid. Over here to quercetin. Uh, epicatechin, this occurs, also occurs in green tea, for example. So you can see it has quite a number of different compounds, 15 different major active compounds. Thank you, Michelle. Michelle just brought me some green tea, right? Green tea. Th thank you. <laughs> By the way, if you, uh, if you look at, if you've ever tasted neem, it's very, very bitter. And one of the, you know, in um, India to get rid of worms, um, you know, typically in most cultures, either on the end of a week, you know, like on a weekend, you would get some concoction from your grandmother, which cleaned you out of worms, right? Or twice a year, you did some deep cleanse. But neem was one of those things that helped remove parasites and worms. Uh, always a very, very bitter taste, but a very powerful effect. But these are the major active compounds in neem. What are the biological effects of neem? So let's look at that many different effects, okay? Um, and you can look at them. Um, this is why the National Academy of Sciences says we should really look at it. Well, it's got neuroprotective activity, protects the brain, anti-inflammatory, antiviral, 
antibacterial, antifungal, antioxidant, antimalarial, hepatoprotective, which means the liver, anti, you know, nephrotoxicity, right? Which means protects your kidneys, nephron, wound healing, immunomodulator, which means shock absorbers for the immune system so your immune system doesn't go wacko, anti-cancer, anti-diabetic. So a whole range of biological effects. Um, I think out of all the things that we've discovered, discussed, I think Moringa had a lot of effects, but you can see neem has a even wider range of effects. Very, very powerful, um, very powerful um, uh, nutrient. Health benefits. Well, again, a whole range of health benefits. Um, and you can look at this right in the chemistry online library, right? But you can, what's important to note is I want you to look at the first column here. You notice that um, in traditional medicines, you use not just one thing. You know, neem is also called the Indian lilac tree. You use the leaf, you use the flower, you use the twigs, right? You use the bark, you use the fruit, you use the gum, which is a sap, the seed pulp, where you take the seeds and you make a pulp out of it, the oil, the root, the bark and the leaf and the flower, that's a combination, and then, and the, and, and the fruit together. So you can see the things, the, uh, the leaf is really, really good for eye problems, intestinal worms, um, anorexia, which I didn't know about this until I saw this, biliousness, skin ulcers, the flower is good for bile suppression, elimination of intestinal worms and phlegm, twig, relieves coughs, uh, asthma, piles, uh, spermatorrhea, right? Obstinate urinary disorder, diabetes. The bark is an anal analgesic for pain. Antipyretic fruit relieves piles, uh, intestinal worms. You can see sort of the intestinal worms is all throughout here, right? Getting rid of worms. Again, eye problems. Uh, a gum is effective against skin diseases like ringworm, scabies, wounds and ulcers. The seed pulp, leprosy and intestinal worms. Same with the oil. Again, intestinal worms, you've seen that worms are, in, in most parts, the root, bark, leaf, and flower, uh, blood morbidity, biliary afflictions, itching, uh, burning sensation, and leprosy. Many, many effects. Now, today, we're going to focus on the effect of neem on the immune system. So we'll review the immune system. Neem, by the way, we could do a whole talk if you're a gardener, right? Or if you're into keeping bugs away um, in traditional Indian, you know, um, uh, farming, you would all always use neem as a way to keep the bugs away. In fact, I believe it was a German government or German, some pharmaceutical company came to India and attempted to patent neem. I mean, neem has been used thousands of years. So a German pharma company tried to come to India and patent it. And the Indian government obviously uh, got very upset at this. Indian people got upset at this. So they um, started creating a a um, a whole repository called T, as in Tom, D-K-L, Traditional Data Knowledge Library, because they wanted to start putting in this knowledge library the history of Indian medicinal uses so people wouldn't go patent. It was a very smart idea. Um, I applaud whoever in the government did this because it was a way to protect the public to make sure pharma companies didn't own all these traditional medicines. So anyway, but today we're gonna to talk about the immune system. And as I've talked before, again, in these discussions, I really like to give you guys a serious understanding of the immune system. The immune system 
in is um, a very complex system. However, most of the immune system understanding that you will learn if you go to medical school or if you talk to the people on TV is only a two model, two box understanding of the immune system. Imagine if you looked at the whole solar system and all you thought about there was just the sun and the earth. Forgot about all the other planets and the asteroids and, and comets and the whole amazing orchestra of the entire universe. And you just thought the whole universe was just the sun and the earth. Well, unfortunately, that is a way that most of science and medical school puts forward the immune system. And it's called what I call the two box understanding of the immune system, a reductionist understanding of the immune system. And in this understanding of the immune system, most of the emphasis, if not all, is the focus on what can you do to create an antibody, okay? So let me repeat that again. And this is what that model of the immune system looks like. It's this two box model. And in that two box model, what they focus on is, well, if you get a pathogen, your innate immune system, which is represented, we go by here, where a pathogen comes in these viruses, right? In fact, let me go here. The virus comes in and the early part of your immune system called the macrophage right here tries to eat up that virus through what's called phagocytosis. It envelops the virus and starts chomping at it. And when it chomps at it, you see this little pink thing? That's what it presents to the CD4 T cells. And that's called the adaptive immune system, which is this box. So the, the immune system starts eating at that virus, eating at it, quote unquote, eating at it, chomps at it, and it presents to the adaptive immune system an antigen, okay, which is the chopped up pieces, this little thing here. In fact, if you look here, here's a macrophage going to eat it up, and it squeezes through. The, by the way, these three little boxes are your epithelial lung cells. So imagine here's your airway, here's the lining of your lungs, which goes around, and this is your bloodstream. So the macrophage tries to eat up the virus, it squeezes through here, and it presents to the CD4 cell the chopped up piece of that virus, which, which turn on, activates the CD4 cell to tell the B cell here to create antibodies, which is little Y guys, and it also tells the CD4 cell to create, to turn on the CD8 cell to blow up the infected cell, okay? So this whole thing is called the innate system and the antibody system, all right? And in this story, in this narrative, the goal is once a B cell creates antibodies, voila, you are fine, all right? So to put it simply, the entire goal of the this understanding of the immune system is your innate immune system, you know, seeks out like a Doberman, sniffs out that virus, starts attacking it, and as it's chomping up the body parts, those body parts are called antigens. They turn on the adaptive immune system, okay, which does two things. It creates antibodies, and it also creates cytotoxic T cells, which go take out the infected thing. Now, this has been the foundation of the immune system for, you know, about 105 years, okay? Um, if you want to give them a good day, maybe you know, a little bit less, six years, but it's about 105 to 60 years. And based on that understanding of the immune system has been the trigger for making vaccines or the trigger for something like mRNA therapy, which is the goal is I want to create that antibody. And if I create that antibody, you're great. Well, it's actually not the whole picture. In fact, 
It's a little piece of the whole picture. And that's why I wanted to tell you the story of the blind man touching the elephant. So something just touching a little, like the tail and thinking the tail is the elephant. All right. Well, the reality is more than that. And this is the reality of the immune system. The immune system looks more like this. The immune system consists of not just the innate and the adaptive. It involves the interferon system, the gut microbiome. You have about 60 trillion bacteria, viruses, the neural system that interconnects the gut to their neural, to, the, to your brain, through the gut-brain axis. It's a much more complicated system, okay? And this diagram is part of a, um, the discovery I shared at the National Science Foundation where I was invited um, as one of the leading guys on the immune system to give the talk on the modern theory of the immune system. Again, as I was saying, yeah, that two box model may have been good at a certain point, but now we know it's much more complicated. But what you see at the center of this diagram, if you look is that orange thing called the interferon system. And why is that important? Well, you've heard about antibodies, but most of you, until I started speaking about it, didn't probably know what interferons were. Interferons are a whole amazing group of chemicals. And there's type one interferons, type two, type three. The interferons are in every cell of your body. Antibodies may not be, but they have antiviral activity. When you get infected, interferons turn on. In fact, they also turn on thousands of genes. And those, so it's like a huge orchestra turns on to try to uh, turn on other cells like natural killer cells, which take on the virus and or the bacteria or other pathogens long before, long before the antibody system kicks in. And you gotta understand an antibody is only good for that particular pathogen. If that pathogen mutates, you're screwed. Okay, you gotta create another antibody. You gotta go get another vaccine. But the interferon system, you know, is invariant to that, okay? Because it's a very powerful system that turns on your innate and your natural killer and, and the interferon gamma. I mean, it's, it's li literally the missing link. So next time you see your doctor, ask them to explain the interferon system. And if they can't, you explain it to them, all right? Because the interferon system's existence and turning that on could be a very powerful way for you to boost the immune system. So when you look at the interferon system, you, we talked about the innate and the uh, adaptive, the interferons, you know, here are chemical structures. Here's alpha and beta, which is called interferon one. As you know, as I've shared here in the bullets, they exist in every cell. They create the antiviral environment. They're present in virtually all cells and they constitute the first line of defense against infection. But more importantly, what interferons do is they literally interfere. They interfere with these processes. And it's unfortunate that the interferons don't get the credit that they deserve because they're literally the thing that connects everything together. They're like the connective tissue of our immune system. So there are many interesting products, many supplements that support interferons. If you want, I can do one, but one of them you can look into is NAC, N-acetylcysteine, which is the thing that is a precursor to glutathione, very powerful. But the interferon system, for example, there are people who'll get infected by some virus, okay? They'll show no symptoms. In fact, they won't even have antibodies, but they, they got infected, but they're fine. Why? Because the interferon system turns on and the interferon 
activates a barrage of the CD8 cells and the natural killer cells, which go gobble up the infected cells. Remember, the goal in fighting a virus or pathogen is you don't want them to use your body, okay, as a host, like if you watch that movie Aliens, to replicate themselves. Just think about the movie Aliens. The thing comes in and replicates itself. So right when you find some, an infected cell, you want to take it out, okay? And the sooner you can keep the viral load low, your body is going to be better and better and better. In fact, there's one theory which says all pathogens, pathogens are the cause of all disease. And most of health should be to boost your immune system against these pathogens. Vitamin D3 is an antimicrobial. But so start thinking about it that way, the power of the immune system. So if you focus on the goal, a systems approach, versus just focus on one piece of it, antibodies, you're gonna have a much better systems approach. You're gonna have much better results because you're looking at the whole elephant. You're not just looking at one of the parts. And this is the problem with the world that we live in today because the media, those in power, wanna always have you focus on one little piece or two pieces, okay? Ultimately, it's one piece, the establishment, the left wing and the right wing, Trump or Bernie, Democrat or Republican, left or right, pro or anti, everything they make, pro, pro-vax, anti-vax. That's really, it's a very stupid adolescent way of looking at it. The real issue is to boost immunity. As I just shared, a systems approach raises your consciousness. You go from being a little child in your thinking of the world into a much more enlightened being. The establishment wants you to be sort of fat, dumb, and happy. Look at everything as, oh, pro-vax, anti-vax, pro-GMO, anti-GMO, pro-Trump, anti-Trump, pro-Democrat, anti-Democrat, pro this very stupid thinking. At VA Shiva, I want to elevate your consciousness because I've spent my entire life trying to understand a systems approach to understanding the body. And that journey brings me to you to educate you on that systems approach. All right. And that's why I do what I do here. You're going to learn about me, but you're going to much more profoundly learn about a systems approach. That's what's really important to understand. So this is a system. So let's look at the effect on neem on immune health. Well, neem modulates immune response via the anti-inflammatory mechanisms and neem activates the adaptive immune system. Neem is known to be antiviral, antibacterial, and antifungal. So now look at this. Um, you'll notice that um, neem has a number of chemicals. And again, it works through NF-kappa-beta. Everyone here is gonna become good friends or not like NF-kappa-beta, but you can see Neem has azadiractin, okay, nimbidin, and nimbolide. Three of these molecules suppress the transcription factor NF-kappa-beta. So what's the transcription factor? NF-kappa-beta, you know, turns on your DNA to make chemicals, okay? There are certain things called transcription factors. They're chemicals that land on your DNA and stimulate them to make gene products. So the gene products are typically cytokines, as you can see here. So these cytokines, there's four of them, IL-1 alpha, IL-1 beta, IL-1 six, and TNF alpha. And these three cytokines cause inflammation. And then there's this enzyme, COX-2, which creates PG-2, which causes inflammation. Five locks creates leukotrienes, a little bit different pathway. These are called molecular pathways. and so NF-kappa-beta in this case is called upon, which 
typically creates inflammation. Well, guess what? Um, the three chemicals in neem do, they suppress NF-kappa beta in such a way. So it has a very powerful effect on stopping inflammation. And neem active compounds in the seed oil, particularly in the seed oil, which are these three compounds, extract, inhibit NF-kappa beta, um, thereby inhibiting expression. So remember I talked about there's many ways you can get neem. We're talking about the seed oil in this case, okay? It's a seed oil. The next thing I want to talk about, now look at this. We're going to look at the interferon system. So look at what neem does. Neem increases interferon gamma. And the higher amount of interferon gamma you have, that means increased production of the adaptive and innate immune cells such as Th1 cells and cytotoxic T cells. So what, um, um, what interferon gamma, it increases and increase of this um, opens up your cytotoxic T cells to go blow up the virus. And the Th1, what this does is it stimulates IL-2, INF, you know, IFN gamma again here and TNF beta to go, you know, turn on the adaptive immune uh, system stimulation. And what we need to understand is the cytotoxic T cells, these directly kill the virus and mitigate the infection. They're effective against poliovirus, herpes simplex virus type one. So look at this, what we're looking at here. The neem turns on the interferon gamma system. And the gamma system is a type two interferon. And the interferon gamma system has this two part effect, okay? It turns on your adaptive immune system as you're seeing here, but it also turns on the cytotoxic. Cyto means cell, toxic means deadly to the infected cells. So cytotoxic T cells, and as, as you can see here, the cytotoxic T cells directly kill the virus and mitigate infection against poliovirus herpes simplex type one. Very powerful. This is why neem, um, I think as I mentioned, to those of you joining, the National Academy of Sciences is one of the most powerful um, um, you know, ingredients known on the planet for global uh, possibilities. Antiviral effect, neem leaf extract, turns on the interferon system. Now, let's move on. So let's move on to the antibacterial nature of neem. Antibacterial nature of neem. Um, so, um, Remember I shared with you that when I grew up as a kid in India, we didn't have toothpaste and you know, no one could afford toothpaste in those villages, no running water, no electricity, you know, on your way out into the woods, you know, to do your early morning deeds. You know, as you're walking by the a neem tree, you take a twig, you know, we typically take off the end of it, strip it, chew it, and you'd use it to brush as you're walking along, you know, to go take a bath in the lake, etc. And that the, and you chew it so you get that, bitter taste going through your mouth, you'd spit it, but it has a very powerful effect of cleaning the dental plaque. And this is how it does it, okay? So the neem bark, neem seed, I'm sorry, it's neem seed oil extract. Sorry for that misspelling. The neem seed oil is effective against several bacteria, okay? E. coli, you know, uh, which causes diarrhea and UTI, staphylococcus, listeria, salmonella, and P. gingivalis, I'm not gonna say it's por porphyromonas, but this is gingivitis. And, and also these bacteria do not uh, develop resistance to, one second here, 
I keep putting in cinnamon for some reason, but this is neem. I'm not embarrassed to fix things. I'm gonna fix it here also. Sorry about this, everyone. I'm gonna fix it right now. Save it so we don't have any problems here. There we go. All right, so let me bring this back. So, so you can see here, if you look at the dental plaque, okay, the neem seed oil extract breaks up that dental plaque, okay? And so, and, the, and by the way, bacteria don't develop a resistance to neem. Remember, if you take antibiotics, right, what happens? The bacteria are very smart. They're mutating and they're clever. They can mutate, but they don't develop a resistance to neem. Again, the power of nature. Man-made uh, antibiotics can always, um, the organisms are much smarter. But when you're using nature against nature, it's much more powerful. So you can see the neem has many, many different antibacterial activity. Um, in fact, I think you'll find toothpaste these days where people throw in neem, okay? The next thing I wanna talk about is the antibacterial and fungal activity. And we've seen this before. The azid, the ractin, A-Z-A-D-I-R-A-C-H-T-I-N, from the neem soil disrupts the cell wall. It literally blows up the cell wall and leakage takes place. And this is good against bacteria as well as fungi. And the cell wall disruption leads to the leakage of the intracellular content. So, I, so if you notice, I've walked you through understanding the powerful effects, neem, which itself is a system. It has many of these very powerful chemicals. It turns on the interferon system, which has a multiplicative, uh, it's a multi-systems effect. It lowers inflammation by knocking down NF-kappa-beta, which affects three major pathways in inflammation, the COX-2, the 5 locks pathway, where it creates leukotrienes, it stops that, as well as the host of the four different cytokines. But part of me sharing this with you is, you know, my journey, I grew up in India, as I've shared with you, where I experienced a caste system. And I was very curious as why this that system existed. I grew up watching my grandmother do all these healing uh, um, combinations of things to understand your body as a system using an ancient system of Indian medicine. And I wanted to understand that. But my journey over the last 40, 50 years came across, you know, four degrees in engineering, uh, my PhD work. Ultimately, I came across to understand that everything in the universe is a system. Everything in the universe is a system. And in fact, every system has nine common principles. And what I've done is put that into a framework that I can teach that to anyone. Because if you can understand those nine, you know, principles of what we call everyday systems and intelligent systems, you can understand, frankly, anything from a systems level. And when you have that knowledge, you will see your body as a system. You will see everything as a system. In fact, you'll see politics as a system. In fact, out of those nine principles or those nine phenomena, three are at the heart of it. Transport, conversion, and storage, which I talk about in my course. And everyone should sign up for this. We put the banner here so you guys know where to get it. Okay, you can go to vashiva.com slash join below. But what I teach people is that using that science of everything, the system science of everything, you can also see the synergistic principle occur in all aspects of nature. So if you go to politics, for example, 
you will understand that truth, freedom, and health, truth shouldn't be studied in isolation, neither should freedom. So typically the nerds and the scientists are into truth, the freedom loving people are the people who support the second amendment, let's say, and the health people are the yoga people. But the reality is we need all three. We need the quote unquote, the rednecks and the yoga people and the people who want the first amendment and the second amendment, people we may call yoga Nazis, you know, and the nerds all to come together because without freedom, without the people who support the first amendment and second amendment, we can never get to truth because we won't be able to do open discussion, open discourse, censorship will prevail. And with freedom, we can understand the nature of the world, truth. And with truth, we can understand uh, what's right for our bodies, like what I just went through, right? What did I just go through? What you just learned was the real issue is the immune system is a complex system. And when we suffocate truth, we'll all will think about it as antibodies. So the movement for truth, freedom and health is a systems approach. And when you take the course, you'll understand this in a very deep way. And what I've done is um, I want all of you to experience this. So I created the platform VA Shiva. I'm going to play my video. I normally play it in the beginning, but I'm going to play it now for all of you. So everyone here understands where I'm coming from and how this is related. And then we'll come back and then we'll finish up Neem. So let me just take a little break here so I can take a cup of tea here. And everyone can listen to, by the way, you can go to vashiva.com slash join. You know, we've created a platform for truth, freedom, and health. I want everyone to contribute, support whatever you can. And by the way, when you give to us, I give back to you in terms of education. For those who give 100 or more, you get the Truth, Freedom, and Health Warrior training program. I'll talk about that shortly after. And if people just want to learn, I want all of you guys to get the book, System and Revolution, and Your Body, Your System, which is a software I'll talk about. And that's to people who generously give 25 or more, or you can just join as a member and you can get access to the um, other aspects of the platform. So please take a, uh, an important break here and listen to what our movement is about. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have they don't this reality is what people need to wake up to and we need to all unite working people there's only one movement that can do that and that is the movement that we started creating here in massachusetts the movement for truth freedom and health look i've been a student of politics since i was a four-year-old kid studying revolutionary movements left wing right wing there's a physics there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment to build a bridge you need to understand newton's equation you need to understand the laws of gravity you need to understand poisson's ratio there is a way to build a revolution and that's why i put this together my goal is to train a army of truth freedom and health leaders we don't need followers like social media we need leaders but they they need training because the educational system does not teach them History, nothing. So in three hours is what I've started doing. That's the solution. We wow. gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up. 
working people, people who work united. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people. They have to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com, and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics, and I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I gotta build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on B as in Victor, A, Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. All right, everyone, good to have you back. So let me, uh, uh, so what I wanna let you know is the platform that we're building is a systems approach to learning a systems approach. What do, what do I mean by that? Well, the systems approach is to combine three things, education, community building, and then activism, activation. It's not sufficient that you're just a bookworm and you listen to my talks and you, and I can teach you systems, et cetera. That's only one, one of the three pieces. 
The second thing is you must commune with other people. You know, as you learn stuff, your consciousness is going to raise. You're going to start seeing the world in a different way. You're going to go beyond Trump or you're going to go beyond Bernie. You're going to go beyond the left and the right. You're going to go beyond Republican, Democrat. It may be a lonely place to be because you're going to be seeing. It's like basically imagine you being in kindergarten school, right? And then you go to high school and imagine someone tells you to go back to kindergarten. Okay. It's, it's, you're going to be out of, out of, uh, you're, you're not going to be in your same room. You're going to want to be with high, other high school people or other people where you can learn more from. And that's what this training will do to you. It, whether it's good or bad, you'll have to make a decision, but it will raise your consciousness to un start seeing things beyond left to right. So what we've done is first, I want to educate you. The second piece is to allow you to build community independent of Twitter and Facebook and Google. So we've created our own infrastructure. We have our own data center. We have our own servers. And that's coming from your support. Um, so we plow all that back into building our servers in our data center, a data center that I, I built you know, many years ago, put a lot of money into it, uh, millions of dollars. And we used to serve the largest Fortune 1000 companies. So we know how to run our own data center. And then we want you to take a role in activism at the, at the local level. And, and we've done all those three things, education, building community, and being active locally. So I'll just share with you a little piece of, by the way, the principles that you learn, you can apply to anything in the world. So to make that very simple, let me go back to my PowerPoint slides here. Um, I'll just summarize some of those important tools. So when you go and you sign up, you get access to a dashboard. On this dashboard, first you get education both videos and knowledge and books. Um, I want you to be educated or you can choose to be enslaved. You will understand this diagram in a very profound way. What is this diagram? It is an engineering systems approach to understanding the world. And you will understand this so you don't have to go to MIT for two or four years, okay? I'll teach it to you in about an hour, literally. Then you'll get access to a book called System and Revolution. And then you'll start understanding how your own body is a system. And by the way, I haven't done this before, but I'll just show you right here. If you go to, let me share the screen here. And we go to the tool, your body, your system, which you can, by the way, go sign up independently. Um, you can purchase it. It's a, it's a tool that I built. But as a part of the people who contribute, they get this as, as a part of their contribution. But here is what you can use this tool for. It's called your body, your system. It took me about 20 years to build this. You answer a set of questions and they'll figure out your body in this realm of transport, conversion, and storage. So let's say that's your body. By the way, the red dot can move anywhere. That's you. The black dot is where you are today based on dysfunctions. You didn't get enough sleep. You're tired. And then the goal is to bring the black dot back to the red dot. And you can figure out using the tool to guide you to figure out the right tool, the foods, the right supplements, the right yoga exercise, the right massage, just like my grandmother did. Okay. So this is a tool. So you don't have to go all the way over to some village in India, it lets you understand these principles. So anyway, so that is your body, your system. So um, that tool I give to anyone who, you know, wants to contribute to us. So anyone who gives us, um, you know, 25 or more gets the book, you know, and both the book and the tools, okay? Now, there are people who want to give me more, so I give you more, right? I give you then access to a portal where you can help your friends and loved ones with that same tool. Then you can get access to scientific papers. So you can educate people. 
on turmeric and ginger. These are about, I think, 50 to 100 pages each, these paper. Um, and then you get access to all the courses online so you can study on your own and you can get certified as a Foundations of Systems graduate. Then you can get three more books where you'll understand how systems applies to your life, your body. And then you also get access to the scientific paper I wrote, which is the Foundations of the Science of Systems. And then that's for people who've been generous giving $100. But these, these things are worth way more than that. But that's only the education, okay? But then once you get educated, I want you to build community with others. So independent of Facebook, independent of Twitter, you can come in and there's a forum. And by the way, in this forum, you can go start your own topics, interact with friends, you know, have arguments, have discussion, you know, freedom of speech. And you can see all the different kinds of things people are just doing under health. And you, we also have a social media portal. And these are for our truth, freedom and health warriors. They can build their own pages. They can have their own, essentially their own hangout and interconnect with people. And then I want you to get activated. You can, for example, learn the science of masks. Then you can go educate your neighbors. We have these little three and a half by five inch, sorry, two inch cards where the front of it has our branding and says, look, go to vashiva.com slash masks, learn really the science. Then on the back of it, you can very quickly teach your neighbors, hey, look, these masks will affect the oral microbiome, your oral health. And you know what, here are the public health implications. You can also teach them to go beyond this adolescent vaccine, anti-vaccine discussion. The real issue is we gotta boost immunity and one size doesn't fit all in the public health implications. So I want all of you to take advantage of this because you're not gonna get this education anywhere else. And as I did a long video yesterday, it's really up to you, okay? Either you can remain in kindergarten, either you can remain little teeny boppers and participate in the world of WWF wrestling, uh, or you can raise your consciousness and learn how to solve problems and see things as systems. The future of the world is systems. And if you can think systems, you can think your way to finding the real problem and the real solution. And that's the scientific foundation of truth, freedom, and health. So a lot of people talk to me, they start talking politics to me and I say, look, I don't really want to talk to you right now because you don't have the training. It's like you're, you're, you're imagine talking to, imagine an Olympic athlete, talking to, uh, imagine an Olympic athlete listening to a person who's never skied and that person is talking about skiing. How ridiculous would that be? So if we're going to change the world, there is a science. So let's raise our consciousness. And by the way, there's not a lot of Olympic athletes, okay? I think there's maybe what, a thousand maybe major league baseball players. But those people have a lot of effect. Maybe there's 50, 100 people know how to build a nuclear bomb. So the issue is not, we don't need to convince everyone. My goal is to convince 50,000 people to get this training. And then it's over for the establishment because we'll have 50,000 beings like Jedi Knights who'll be very powerful people. That's what this warrior training is about. And we're, 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 this is not... For people who are not ready, it's not about convincing people. It's about basically raising people's consciousness. All right. So you can go to vashiva.com slash warrior. You can go to vashiva.com slash join. If you want to just support that, if you want to just hang out with people, you can go join the forum. But I encourage all of you to do this uh, for yourselves. All right. So let me go back to, um, I don't want to go here. So let me go back to um, what I want to now talk about is I want to talk about 
neem again, but I want to talk about I want to talk about the dosaging, and I want to I want to wrap up with a different approach. So now everything I spoke to you about neem thus far was a molecular systems biology approach, which is what cytosol is about. But now I want to talk about it from the Eastern systems approach. There is another way of looking at neem, which is that systems approach, transport, conversion, storage, what you will learn in the course. But I just want to let you share with you sort of a glimpse of this. By the way, when you go to your body, your system, as I mentioned, you will understand that your body is a system. By the way, your body or anything in the universe can be seen as transport, conversion, and storage. And when you answer these questions, you will understand that your body can be here or can be here based on these questions. That's your homeostasis and that's where your body's off course. So the point is food can literally move your body and move more transport, more conversion, more storage, okay? Well, guess what Neem does? And by the way, you can get the book and go sign up. That's a supporter thing. Well, Neem increases Vatha, okay? Movement, right? Movement, like bowel movement, okay? You take the Neem and it'll get your bowels moving. It stabilizes pitta, digestion, and it stabilizes kapha so you don't put on weight, but it really helps cleanse stuff out of you. That's what vatha means. Vatha is really, oops, I didn't share that. Sorry about that. Let me go back to this. What I was sharing here was this is really the triangle of transport, conversion, and storage. This is systems theory. So transport is having to do with motion, conversion, conversion conversion of things like digestion, storage of things like your skeletal or your bone, things that sustain you. And what you find out is when you take the analysis of your body or system, you'll find out that you can move the systems in your body by what you take. So for example, if you look at Vatha, is the aspects of motion. So neem increases motion, bowel motion, bowel movement, cleanses stuff out of you, okay? Pitta, it stabilizes Pitta, which means your stomach, it stabilizes kapha, so you don't, you know, um, don't get phlegm, don't get weight gain, those kind of things. Okay, but you can look at, you can, you can. Uh, someone said I want a tree. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the point here is that you can look at neem as something that increases motion. People are asking about worms and parasites. Well, that's what neem does. It gets stuff out of you. Okay. Um, so look at it, study it. Now let me talk about dosaging. People always say, well, how much should I take? So again, this is not a medical, you know, you should go talk to your doctor. I'm not here to re uh, recommend stuff, but I'm going to share with you what the science says. According to the science, a maintenance dose is about 12 milliliters, milliliters, not liters, milliliters per day of neem oil. For congestive heart failure, shot all, this is back in 58. They found you can take about 250 grams a day of sodium, nimbinidate, which is an active compound found in neem. For anti-ulcer effects, bandopidae itself, so you can take about 60 to 20 milligrams per day of the neem bark extract. So this is, real, look at this, good. For, it has an anti-ulcer effect. Now, neem, in summary, inhibits the inflammatory enzymes, such as COX-2 and 5-LOX, thereby modulating the runaway host immune response. Neem activates the adaptive immune cells through the interferon system, to directly kill cells. It inhibits plaque formation, reduces bacteria, great for your, you know, in your toothpaste. Neem kills bacterial and fungi via disruption of the cell membrane. There you go, that's neem, okay? Very, very powerful uh, supportive system for your immune health. Um, 
you know, you may want to just go check out the neem toothpaste. A number of people you've been asking me, you know, if I'm going to come up with products with neem, we are seriously starting to think about, um, you know, I do these educational stuff. We run Cytosol. Cytosol is moving towards using our technology to help the world. Look, big pharma does its thing. Fine. People want to go take that. I'm, I'm not going to, I stay away from that. So we're thinking of really pointing the guns of Cytosol to go after every major ailment in the world to deliver natural products by doing this combination. So the MV25 product is our first, um, first uh, someone says they love the neem toothpaste and soap, great. Um, can you, well, look, can you use neem on dogs? Look, you can, um, dogs you have to be obviously careful with. By the way, I don't know if you know, the regulation for animals is greater than dogs, but yes, neem is a very powerful effect in removing, you know, worms out of dogs. Someone said Cytosol is amazing. It is, you know, um, a lot of people have written to me saying, Shiva, why don't you just do Cytosol all day, forget all this politics. But to me, I can't separate them. The political basis is based on systems theory. The body is based on systems theory. And for me, you know, by the way, we call ourselves Truth, Freedom and Health Warriors. And I want to wrap up on this, you know, growing up in this very ancient traditional culture of healing in most cultures. And, and I think we're, we're in this period of a very holy time that's coming uh, with the resurrection of Christ Easter. So to, to me, I love it. it's one of the most uh, important holidays. But, you know, the concept of a warrior or a healer, what's happened is we've separated them. In the traditional system of Indian medicine, the Vaidhir, V-A-I-Y-D-A-R, Vaidhir, a healer, is also a warrior. You don't separate the healer from the warrior. You don't. The person who fights against evil in the world, you know, in the political world, or the person who goes to fight for your body is the same person, healer and warrior. Think about that. So if you look at what we do at VA Shiva, we're healers and we're warriors. We want to teach you how to heal your body, but we also want to teach you how to fight. There is no difference between healing and fighting. We're both going against darkness. We're both going against death. Let me repeat that. The healer and the warrior, the term in the Indian ancient words are the same. Healer and warrior are the same. The healer goes to fight against death. The warrior goes to fight against death. The healer goes to fight against evil, you know, the worms and the pestilence in your body. So does a warrior. So our truth, freedom and health warriors are actually healers. We want to go heal the cancer in the world. We want to go heal the cancer within. And that's why you cannot separate politics from medicine. You can't. And that's why I want all of you to become truth, freedom and health warriors. The principle of truth, freedom and health is directly related to the principles of Vata, Pitta and Kapha. And the thing that binds it is system science. And that's what I've discovered. It'll probably be my greatest discovery and innovation, bigger than email and Cytosol. And I can say that now with just pure humility and honesty. And that's the gift I want to share with all of you. And I need your support because we need to build our platform. We're doing it from you. So if you want to contribute, please do so. It's all going into building our platform. Stop giving money to the Democrats. Stop giving money to the Republicans. They're all scumbags. And that's a... It's like no different than a worms or worms or parasites. Get rid of the scumbags out of your system. 
support the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Support yourself. This is your movement. Do it for yourself. Get out of kindergarten thinking. Thank you. Be the light. Be well.